0: Welcome to the Pittsburgh Attorney Podcast. Today, we are talking about all things medical malpractice. So what is medical malpractice? Medical malpractice is when a medical professional breaches the standard of care and there are some damages to you or your loved one. Typically, what we see in our office all the time in in Pennsylvania is that you have people going to the hospital or going to their PCP, their primary care physician. They're going to their doctor and they're going for a certain level of care. It all depends on what you're seeking and what you're expecting to get and what the standard objectively standard of care is for that medical professional. What that means is let's say you're going in for a surgery, going in for surgery. And part of the surgery is that you have to go under the knife And all of a sudden, the typical example is they leave something in you, like a medical device, some scissors, some additional gauze pads, something that's a foreign object that shouldn't be in your body. And maybe a year later, you start to have complications as a result of that. You order the records, you speak with an attorney, look at the x-rays, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, there's that foreign object in your body. That's probably the most basic Type of medical malpractice that we see in our office foreign objects. There's also types of medical malpractice where they just breached the standard of care, where they just didn't do enough. They didn't review documents. They didn't request lab tests. They didn't request different records. They didn't give you the appropriate care that you needed under those circumstances, whether it be medication, whether it be ordering labs ordering some type of bedside pan, ordering anything that is necessary for your care to be deemed appropriate under normal objective standards. Okay, so another thing i like to talk about in medical malpractice is the statute of limitations. Generally, that means you have a two-year period in Pennsylvania for when you knew or should have known about the negligent acts of the medical provider so you can file any action. You want to know what that date is? speak to an attorney immediately because the time and the clock is ticking. So also we wanna talk about the four Ds. We always hear about the four Ds in medical malpractice. We're talking about a duty. The person had a duty to give you an appropriate level of care. A deviation. The person who was supposed to give you that appropriate level of care, they deviated from that, meaning that they didn't order something or they misdiagnosed something or they didn't give you the appropriate medication. Then there are damages as a result of them having the duty, deviating from that. You have damages, financial damages, medical damages, long-term damages, short-term damages. You've you've missed work. There's some neurological issues. There's serious medical issues that you have to deal with. All those fall under the umbrella of the damages. And the fourth D, it has to be known and proven that their deviation from the standard was a direct cause of your injury, which caused the damages. You must prove that but for their conduct or lack of conduct that your injuries wouldn't have occurred. Then you have, a me- you have a medical malpractice case. You want to speak to an attorney immediately about those four Ds. Duty, deviation from that duty, damages, and a direct cause as a result of the person's deviating from that duty. To recap, you have an approximately two years. It's a two-year statute of limitations of Pennsylvania. Again, speak with an attorney immediately when you think or you suspect a medical provider should be responsible for your damages as a result of their action or inaction. And then also talk about the four Ds. And you can even bring them up, talk about this podcast. I heard about the four Ds. They're going to say, well, what are the four Ds? Well, the four Ds are someone, someone had a duty, someone deviated from that duty, Their deviation caused the damages, and it was a direct cause of the damages. The attorney will know immediately what you're talking about. If they don't, you might want to consider looking at different attorneys. But always talk about that when you're going to speak with an attorney. Another area I want to talk about in medical malpractice, or what we call never events. And these are things that should never happen. For example, we talked a little bit about foreign objects. Also, I want to talk about operating on the wrong body part. You go into the hospital for surgery on your left leg, and all of a sudden they're operating on the right leg. You may have a cause of action. Discharging from the hospital a child to the wrong provider, to the wrong parents. You know, we talk about all the Lifetime movies. You see it all the time. The child goes home with the wrong parents, and 18 years later they realize it. You know, that's a never event. That should never happen in a medical, in a medical facility, from a medical facility, hospital doctor's office. All of these are covered under the umbrella of medical malpractice. Also, never events, the foreign objects, the wrong body part, the wrong type of surgery, meaning the, your lab work says you have to get a colonoscopy, but they go in and then they talk about operating on your lung, the t- two totally separate parts, but that's what they did. Why they did it, not sure. Was it, was it the wrong doctor? Was it the wrong information they received? The medical records get mixed up. The medical records get mixed up and released. And all of a sudden, the wrong doctor from the wrong hospital is operating without any any need to be in that place, any qualifications, not, e- not even permitted to be there. And they're talking about working on your loved one. That may be an action. That should never happen in a medical facility. So any of these events and these are just a short list of events that could happen, should never happen. And if they do, you might want to talk to a medical malpractice attorney immediately because there's some issues going on. And again, that time is clicking and you may have a medical malpractice case. Another area of medical malpractice, birth injuries. As new parents, you are happy, you're elated that you're, your loved one, your bundle of joy, you're coming home with the from the hospital Going home and you're looking forward to you know, setting up the 529s and, and your diaper genie and everything you need to do as new parents, the last thing you're thinking about should be birth injuries. For example, cerebral palsy, herbs palsy, any birth defects, something that was wrong with the mother as she gave birth. Did a nurse do something or not do something they were supposed to to ensure the safety of your, the mother of the child? There's so many different issues that come into birth injuries. Did your child spend time in the NICU because of the negligence or the irresponsibility of a nurse or medical professional in that hospital? A lot of issues go on when you're talking about birth injuries. The most common people talk about obviously switching babies at birth or the most natural thing is, does your infant, is your infant progressing at the same level? As everyone else, at the same speed as everyone else. Again, no two babies are alike. Everyone's different. But some developmental issues may be a cause, a result of what happened at the hospital. And those are some things you want to pay attention to. If anything just doesn't seem right with your child after a couple of weeks, maybe in a couple months, talk to an attorney, talk to your doctor, talk to the physician who is responsible, make sure you want to pull those records, get those records to the hand of someone who could take a look at it and figure out is there something here that shouldn't have been done? or is there something here that should have been done but it wasn't done? And that's an important time frame. And then obviously you have that time frame to take a look at that information. Also, we want to talk about other types of medical malpractice, misdiagnosis, failure to diagnose, a delayed in diagnosis. And all of that leads to the development and the progression of different diseases and ailments such as cancer. Unfortunately, someone goes in for a regular checkup and the doctor misses something. And as a result of them missing something, a cancer was permitted to progress and grow aggressively over a time period. And had that doctor or medical professional caught it in the very beginning, it wouldn't have progressed. They could have been subjected to a different level of care immediately, but it could eradicate it. The cancer. It's a sad thing to look at, but sometimes there is someone that is responsible. Many times people talk about, oh, there's no cure for cancer. How can you, can you file a lawsuit for that? You can't blame the doctor. Well, if someone could have caught something earlier that could have given you a longevity of your lifespan or the life kind of elongated the lifespan of your loved one, that's something that someone should take responsibility for and you are entitled to to compensation as a result of someone being negligent and misdiagnosing or delaying to diagnose or giving the wrong medication or not providing or or prescribing the correct medication. There are so many issues that goes on with in medical malpractice cases. And a lot of times it's hidden. Unfortunately, the, the running theme is that doctors can bury their mistakes. And that's unfortunately true because if someone passes away, All they come out and say is, I'm sorry for your loss. And then you're going on and grieving and you never think, well, wait a minute. Maybe they did something wrong. Let's take a look at something because you're too consumed by your grief. You have to take the opportunity to think if something sounds wrong or it doesn't sound like you're getting the full picture, odds are you're not getting the full picture. And you want to talk to someone who can get those records and help you understand what actually happened. And if you're entitled to something, whether it be compensation for the injuries or them doing something wrong or the family is entitled to something, then you should be able to look into that and make sure you receive what you're entitled to. But also, there's different types of surgical errors, and I have a list of them I want to refer to, so if you don't mind. Failure to diagnose a dangerous medical condition during surgery, meaning they come in and they see something or they see they missed something they should have seen and they don't diagnose it. It's not in your medical records. So you can receive the appropriate level of care. That's an issue. Operating on the wrong part of the patient's body. We talked about that before. Left leg, right leg, right arm, left arm. They either missed it or they were in a condition where they were rushing, or they were in a position where they just didn't see it for whatever reason, under the influence, improper in training. There's a lot of things that go into that. Damaging healthy organs during surgery. They're supposed to go and do a surgery very precisely. And they talked about surgery when people refer to surgical care, whether in sports or whether in any other area of, of life, surgical care talks about precision. And if they miss they don't have that precision and they nick a healthy organ, and now that organ is not functioning properly as it should, that may be an issue for them. Another one is mistakes made in the emergency room. People go to the emergency room for immediate care. And nurses who are, who are working at front desk, they are charged with triaging the people who need the most immediate care. And unfortunately, there are times they don't recognize or they don't monitor the room. They don't monitor the people on the list. And the people with them, let's say there's a minor in there, and they're with their parent. And the the parent is unaware of the injuries. They don't know how serious it is. But as the medical professionals, they should know or have reason to know that that person needs to be bumped to the top of the list to get immediate care. And mistakes are made because person wasn't properly triaged, and they didn't get the immediate care that they needed when they went to the ER. Anesthesia errors made during surgery. Going in thinking that, oh, you're supposed to be under anesthesia for this, but then you're not put under anesthesia, or you're not on the appropriate level of anesthesia that could cause issues. Failure to prevent or fix complications during surgery really speaks for itself. They go in and they see an injury or they see an error and they don't correct it. Wrong leg, wrong body part, nicking something, or as they're pulling out of doing the surgery, something occurs and they don't go in and give that the proper care and treatment that it needs. You may be entitled to compensation for that. And finally, failure to properly monitor a patient for issues such as infection or internal bleeding following surgery. There are many times people go into the ER, they go into the hospital for one issue, but then when they get the facts about why they are going into the hospital, getting treated, the doctor should have reason to believe or suspect, at least let's check out internal bleeding because a lot of times the patient's not their own best advocate. They just don't know. Or they're not in a position to know because either they're not qualified, they're under the influence or they're just plain just don't know or they're just injured. They don't they can't say anything. But the doctor should know. The doctor should have a checklist of what they should look for in car accidents. Anytime there's no out outward and plainly visible bleeding, they should know then there's an impact. You want to check for internal bleeding. Sometimes they don't and they discharge the patient thinking everything's fine. You have a clean bill of health. Follow up with your PCP in a week or so client and patient goes home and now all of a sudden they have issues later on, a couple days later or a couple hours later, simply because the doctor did not or didn't know to go in and look for internal and check for internal bleeding. That could become an issue. So all of that comes under the umbrella of surgical issues and surgical errors under medical malpractice. Now, I neglected to say this in my earlier episodes, but I want you to listen closely for people in Pennsylvania. If you have a claim or you think you have a claim for a medical malpractice case, the attorney you speak with must get a certificate of merit. And then the certificate of merit is a medical professional who states in a report that I've looked at the reports. I've looked at the medical records. I've looked at all the injuries and I looked at what the doctor should have did versus what the doctor and medical professional did. And I can certify as an expert that they've reached the standard of care. And you must get that certificate of merit. The rule states that you have to get it within 60 days. So make sure when you're speaking with an attorney and you're, you're interviewing attorneys who you want to take on your medical malpractice case for yourself or a loved one, make sure you mention and bring up the issue of a certificate of merit, because that needs to be in place prior to proceeding with any lawsuit. Thank you once again for spending time with me on the Pittsburgh Attorney Podcast. Again, today we talked about all things medical malpractice. If you or someone you love would be in need of this information or maybe thinking about looking closer at some injuries or something that happened as a result, you may think a medical malpractice of a medical professional, please contact us immediately, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 412 532 -532. 6805-412-532-6805 6805 6805 or visit us online at frankwalkerlaw.com.